What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shapers and glass cylinder breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, as always, I'm joined by Shan Times. What's up? What's up? What's going on? And Chris Abacon. What's going on, everybody? Hey, so please continue to tune in Monday and Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday discussion, Thursdays, Ask Us as Pete. So that's where I have an interview with someone who is in the community. Um, so in this case, last week was with Alec Wesley. So please tune in for that one. Uh, really interesting conversation about generative AI and data management. So definitely tune in for that one. And then this week, we have another special guest. So tune in for that as well. And then Friday's everything else, movies, books, games, all that cool stuff. So non-cybersecurity related. Uh, without further ado, I'll give it to Shannon. All right, everybody. So this article actually comes from WGNTV.com, which is a station out of Chicago, actually. Um, and it's written by Kelly Davis and Eli Ong. And the title of this one was Day 3 of Network Outage at Lurie Children's Hospital. So a little behind the scenes, we are a couple days after this, right? So they're actually in day five of this now, right? So um, what's actually going on is there's a network outage affecting uh, Lurie Children's Hospital. Uh, and it's affecting their internet, phone, email usage, Um and the hospital came out and finally acknowledged the source of it, right? If you had to take a guess, if we're talking about it, if you had to take a guess on what the source was, right? Cybersecurity issue, right? That's what we, it's, it's our bread and butter, right? It's what we do. <laughs> so, um, and we've had this before, right? We've, we've had it before where we've had hospitals and emergency services that have had, um, you know, things go down where people aren't able to make appointments or make calls and things of that nature. And it's kind of the same thing here, right? So, um, for three days when when they wrote this article, it was a matter of people weren't able to set up appointments for things that are needed. And again, it's a children's hospital, right? So like for me, it just hits a little bit closer to home, right? Like if you have children, you feel a little bit more about this, right? Um, but um, it, again, they're without their services, right? Can't do anything. There's a network outage impacting the phone, internet services, right? So people even just going online to be able to set up appointments, they can't do that, right? Um, so uh, they they have outpatient centers around the city, right? Like in in uh in Chicago, uh, or excuse me, yeah, Chicago. And and uh, parents can't get access, right, to different things. So, uh, this sucks. They haven't said that they haven't said the reason for the security uh cybersecurity issue, right? They just say it's a cybersecurity issue, and they are working it. Um, but they have workarounds, right? Like they have some uh phone. Uh, lines you can call. They have a one one eight hundred number, right? And they have hours listed on here to where you can try to contact them. Um, you know, to kind of make certain things happen, right? And they talk about you know call this number during this time for non urgent patient requests and care questions, information regarding scheduled patient appointments, uh, prescription refills. So they're getting some capability, but um, they don't have the full capabilities, right? Because in this day and age, what do we do? We rely on computers to to automate and do a lot of this stuff for us, right? So this is why. Um, this hurts so much, right? Because we become so reliable on technology. And when you have a cybersecurity issue like this, uh, things don't run like they need, like they need to, right? With us being in such a connected society, but, um, they're working it. Uh, they're trying to make sure, you know, they get everything back up and running as, as soon as possible. But, um, in the article here, they've done some interviews and they talk to people that say, Hey, it may be a long time before everything is like a hundred percent back online, you know, several months or so. So this is what, this is what happens when you have, you know, different cybersecurity issues and things like that right now. Uh, so people, I'm speaking to companies, not individual people. Like we need to do better when it comes to cybersecurity and they, and they had different steps, right? Like they had disaster recovery and things like that. Um, uh, that they were practicing for this uh, children's hospital, but still, 
they're in a situation where their customers can't um, access the medical needs, uh, uh, access their medical needs. And that sucks. You know what I mean? But Chris, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah. So my, I mean, really my first thoughts are, um, I think th- this has happened to plenty of medical institutions before, right? And really, really highlights that, you know, in my opinion, um, the healthcare industry, specifically hospitals, uh, I think they're big, they're huge targets, right? They're And they're, I think they're soft targets in this case, right? There's a lot of potential opportunities for um, intrusion or, you know, uh, compromise at hospitals. So think about it. How many medical devices are out there that, you know, aren't really updated all the time? Or like even if you've ever been to a clinic, right? You'll see, you'll be alone in a room um, and there's a computer sitting there right in front of you. All it takes is one, you know, malicious hacker or somebody that is um, trying to compromise the system, plugs in something into the, that computer that you're left alone in the room with, right? Yeah, they may have the security and things like that, but at the same time, it's there's just there's just so many entry points for attack at in a hospital. So I want that's one thing. So it's the physical devices, and secondly, um, I want to say like just like the culture of a hospital, right? They accept people inside. They don't, they want to help people, right? So a lot of the times their focus isn't on cybersecurity. It's, hey, how can I help the, you know, the, the patient that's about to come to me and say, hey, uh, I'm sick. They're not going to think they're trying to be hackers or something like that. So it, it wouldn't, it's it's not the same, it's not the same mindset, right? To come, to come at clients with a, I'm sorry, patients with a security focused mindset. Now being cognizant in that, I mean, that, that is going to be a challenge for the healthcare industry. Uh, I think there needs to be some type of training, awareness training uh, that's specific to healthcare to maybe see if there's any, you know, potential indications of social engineering compromise, right? Because it's not, it's not, the, it's not the forefront of a lot of medical professionals, right? They come to cybersecurity professionals to do this stuff, but, you know, cybersecurity professionals aren't everywhere, right? Um you, you, bring then, up, you bring up a good point, Chris, because the only thing they care about is protection of yeah. information, right? Like they're not talking about prevention. It's more protection of P- PHI, you know, PII and nature. Yeah, you're right. Right. And then, um, and I think also like how many, how many OT technologies are there? And, and also one thing too, is that a lot of the hospitals, they have smaller satellite clinics, right? That are part of them, right? And you, we don't know the level of security um, you know, spread throughout that entire organization, right? So I, I just think that really the culture uh, needs to be, needs to at least have some type of awareness in cybersecurity, at least take it maybe a little bit more seriously, but at the same time, it's it's difficult because there's a lot of entry points. There's a lot of pain, potential pain points in the healthcare industry for cybersecurity attacks. And a lot of them are becoming for profit too, when it comes to these hospitals, man, they're becoming for profit. So like, it's just not in the budget is what it ends up coming down to, right? Like mm-hmm. cybersecurity, we see these big companies that are just dumping whole IT departments, you know what I mean? Like, ah, mm-hmm. you know, so. I mean, I, I'm, we did this purchase cybersecurity insurance and they probably go through some type of, you know, high trust or, you know, HIPAA assessment, right? So, I mean, it just goes to show you that compliance isn't cybersecurity, right? It's It's a part of it, right? Um, but there, cybersecurity is a, as a business process, and they really it's a mindset throughout, and it needs to be needs to come from the top down, right? It needs to come from the top. Like when you're like like you're saying, if it's a for profit, they're gonna say, hey, cybersecurity isn't bringing in, 
you know, money, right? It, I mean, it protects, right? But really that analysis has to be done and it needs to be taken more seriously. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, I like the point that compliance doesn't necessarily make you secure, right? It's it's it should. That's its intent. Right. But if you're if you're just practicing for the test, then you're not actually applying those principles all the time. So not to specifically bash this hospital, because uh, we don't know exactly what the entry point was, but correct. Uh it it's a prevailing issue. Like hospitals are notoriously outdated. Uh they have a lot of end of life uh devices and equipment. Because uh, so, just like you said, their focus is on patient care, right? Like my state-of-the-art um, patient equipment, right? But does it necessarily mean that they're not running on Windows 95? And that's what we saw uh, over in the UK with the WannaCry. They were severely outdated, and that that was the uh, the easiest entry point was to uh, to attack into life uh, Microsoft products. So there 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 has to be a balance there, like. I can I can see it where because um, I, I have slight bias right I have a lot of medical professionals in in, uh, in, in my uh, my family and their focus is on patient care which it, it should be um, and I always think of like they are probably getting cybersecurity uh, you know awareness challenges and things of that nature uh, but again everybody's just trying to get to the CBT right but not necessarily taking that information and wanting to yeah right it's just clicking through. The, the CBT. They're, they're not necessarily taking that and hard sound information, which I, if I had to have a uh, a mental split, yeah, I want you 70, 30 focused on not not uh, killing the patient <laughs> or, or saving them, right? But right. Uh, you still have to have in the back of your mind that just from a everyday standpoint, how does cybersecurity affect me? How, how do I protect myself? And then you can use that to apply it to patient records and things of that nature, make sure, like you said, you don't leave the computer unlocked in front of a patient who's who's sitting in the, the waiting room, things of that nature. Um, I think the VA probably has it the best because they have to use uh, credentials to log in and out, right? So when they leave the room, they pull their card. Um, I don't necessarily believe that's in all hospitals. I've never seen it before. I've never seen some kind of uh, token or certificate by a civilian medical professional. Um, so maybe that's the way to block that portion down. But I think at the end of the day, it like you said, it's it's you got to put your money where your where your mouth is. And uh, I know that there is a specific um, uh, hospital group here in the area which is notoriously uh, has high turnover of their cybersecurity and IT department because they do not put money into it. So if you go to Glassdoor and say, hey, because I looked into it, I was like, oh, I could just work down the street. I uh, looked with the glass door and all the reviews were bad. They were like, they do not give us money. They do not uh, put money into our departments. They uh, lay us off because they're like the first line of cuts comes from their, their, that that uh, department as opposed to, you know, obviously doctors and nurses and things of that nature because um, they're for profit. So it's like, uh, how do we <laughs> how do we do both? How do we protect our patients uh, both uh, physical needs, right? Which is paramount when you come to the hospital because something is wrong or you're ailing or, or even preventative, but also how do we uh, prevent this from happening where, uh, you know, children's hospitals are being targeted because they are soft targets. I, I think a way that they, I think a way that this could be addressed, right, is, is the medical professionals themselves, right? For them, 
for them to think ahead and say, how much harder would it be for me if I don't have all these tools at my at my disposal, right? So if for whatever reason you can't use the computer that just sends an order down to the lab, to the pharmacy or whatever, how much harder is it going to be for you to send runners or for you to be the runner to take a paper, you know, copy of something right. down? You know what I mean? So if they go, if they go that way, right? Say, okay, this makes it this much harder for us. Therefore, they address it to, you know, the directors in the hospital to say, this is what we need to be doing. And this is how you can lose money because the second that this happens and then people see they're not giving the service from us, they're going to take their, they're going to take their insurance elsewhere. Right. Like, so you lose money. That's how, that's how you talk to, that's how you talk to the people that are, that right, are in the C-suite, right? This is how, <laughs> yeah, to the C-suite. Exactly. This is how we're going to lose money. If this happens to us, like invest that Let's call it half a million dollars a year, right? For you to make yep. a million. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- I think that's the way that they should go about doing it. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about it. Like, how you got like, essentially five days of loss, right? So, how much revenue is that? How much revenue are you losing, sir, ma'am? <laughs> right, right. Not, not to mention, um, hopefully, everybody be okay. But last time we reported about a hospital uh, having a, a significant cyber attack, uh, a, a, they, I, child passed away uh, and they they kind of associated it with uh, the monitoring system was down. So they couldn't tell that there was an issue or irregular, irregularity and they were busy because they were uh, going from digital charts to hand charts. So it slowed them down from checking and doing their rounds on patients. So uh, just one cyber attack, at least to our knowledge, has caused a fatality. So um, yeah, there, there has to be some, some, some work. Unfortunately, it wasn't built in from uh security wasn't baked in from, from the uh the onset however they're building a well i don't know about everywhere but around me they're building a ton of hospitals i literally have uh two new hospitals in my area uh one already existed and then they just built one they're staffing it and then there's another one they're breaking ground on because of the population uh explosion down here because everybody's moving down to uh to the outskirts of tampa because tampa's too expensive right but everybody's moving down like no one from tampa no one in Tampa is from Tampa. <laughs> That's the prevailing joke. Like, where are you from? No one ever says Tampa. I'm sure they exist, but for the most part, so. we're, all, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're all uh, um, uh, transplants, right? So with that being said, with this brand new hospital breaking ground, I wonder what investment they're putting into their cybersecurity uh, and, and IT department. Because you would think that you have an opportunity right now as it's being built to bake it in. But is that part of the design or is it that they're going to have some really cool um, medical innovations in there as well, right? So it's that balance. So we will see. Uh, please continue to tune in to the uh, the podcast. Hit us up at all the places that we are located. Hit me up personally at Ryan Ryan Security Guy. And Chris? Hit me up on LinkedIn. Last name is spelled A Bacon. There it is. Stay safe. Stay secure. <laughs> 